sing this song? Nighttime. Tonight. It's daytime. It is daytime. In fact, it's afternoon time. And this isn't you two. No, it's not. This is American Brews and Tunes. Yahoo! Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity Welcome back from the theme song. Yes, the theme song. Well, it's another regular edition of the episode. That uh, means that Jesse and I have been listening to the albums that each of us has recommended for the other. Yes. Um, what did you recommend for me again? I recommended for you an album by the band Band of Horses called Cease to Begin. Correct. And I've been listening to that for the past two weeks. And you've been listening to The Sufferer and the Witness by Rise Against. Yep, by Rise Against. Wow. Two... Two albums, Two that's albums, for sure. for sure, yeah, yeah. Definitely. They are both a collection of songs with perhaps a central message. Yeah, one, one would be led to believe so, and one would also be led to believe that they were probably printed on a tangible medium. Yeah, most likely. Um, either a thing made of plastic and or vinyl. Plastic is vinyl. Is it plastic vinyl? Yeah. Well, there you go. What is it? Or polyvinyl. Polyvinyl chloride. I think that's Polyvinyl PVC. methylene. What is it? PVC. Yeah, that's true. What is a vinyl made out of? It's rubber? Wax. It starts out as wax, and then I think PVC is plastic. I don't know. It's PVC. It's that's something. all we need to know. It's something. It's all something. But anyways, who cares about what is put on? It's music. Yeah, true. That's actually a good point. But I do like records, because they're funsies. Because they're funsies. <laughs> yeah. But also, since this is a regular edition of the episode, we each have a brand new beer. Yes, we do! What? So, what do you have this week, Jesse? Um, I've got a local brew, uh, from the brewery Mantra. Mantra. Um, it's called Veteris, English-style old ale, aged in bourbon barrels. Interesting. So, this should be very interesting, actually. Uh, this beer only has an IBU level of 13. Wow, that's, uh, extraordinarily low, if I do say so myself. Yes, it is very low. Um, it's, it's coming in at 9.5% alcohol by volume, or as people say in the know-how, ABV. Now, let me read you what this beer says, because it's actually kind of humorous. At least, I think it's kind of funny. I do like a funny beer description, so right, here we go. do read. Wisdom comes with age, as does great beer. <laughs> Viteris is an English old style ale, wait, English style old ale aged in bourbon barrels that pours dark as a tempest night, anchoring its flavor in malt, leaving hops forgotten on a distant shore. Be true to thine own self and keep playing the music. To be, yes, to be. That is the answer. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Kind of a strange little descriptor. Mantra's a pretty cool brewery. They're just south of Nashville um, in Franklin. Yeah. And a lot of their beers, they put, it seems to be a trend that they'll put some type of herb or spice or something organic into their beer. Like they've yeah. got the, the one IPA is the Saffron IPA. Yep. I've had a Roots IPA where they put carrots in it. Huh. Um, all, they've used really interesting grains that almost make it cereal-like. Uh, yeah. They're very interesting and I like them a lot. Yeah, so I'm kind of... Uh... I'm kind of excited to try this beer out just to kind of see what it tastes like because English style old ales in, in general I've liked in the past and so I'm excited to see what their their mantra twist on it is. Yeah, because mantra does put a twist on everything. They sure do. That's their mantra. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be drinking that and I'll be uh, doing something a little bit more riotous. Ooh. I'm about to incite a riot with my Molotov surprise. Oh, boy. Um, this is a brew by the brewery Evil Twin Brewing. And I know we've had a couple different uh, beers from them on the podcast, like that Liquid Double Fudge or the even more Cocoa Jesus. Yeah. Um, this one is actually a play on one of their other beers. The original was being the Molotov Cocktail, which was a triple IPA. Yeah. Uh, it is a heavy-hitting IPA. I believe it clocks in at like 11 or 12%, which is pretty pretty intense. 
Um, they do have a, a light version of it called the Molotov Light, and that's still the heaviest light beer I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> like an still, 8% IPA. Yeah, still 8%, yeah. Um, and they also have a Molotov Heavy, which oh, I've never seen it, and I've never had it, but uh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, so this one's a, a different twist. It says Im- Imperial India Paleo with natural flavors added. Uh, and here's what the little description says. Uh, where your, your beer had an IBU of what? 13. 13. This one has an IBU of 80 and an ABV of 12. Wow. Uh, the description says, <clears throat> despite the crudeness, it's tricky to make an effective Molotov surprise. Despite its unruly nature, it's tricky to resist a game of fruit-themed beer roulette. Ooh. Spin the wheel of Evil Twin, because you're in for a fruity surprise. Oh, boy. Uh, so based on that, one would be led to believe that it's a mis- mystery. A mystery, yeah. Um, but if you look on the bottom of the can, where they stamp the date... It says batch number one grapefruit, <laughs> so I'm not going to be so surprised not, at not all. Not really a mystery, uh, but as far as um, fruit flavors for IPAs go, I think grapefruit might be my favorite. Good go-to for IPAs because grapefruits already have the bitterness, yeah, uh, and enough citrus that comes in there. So it's it's great to be paired with hops. So yeah. it makes sense. So I'd say so. What say you that we crack these? I've got a can and you've got a bottle, so we'll what have say you some nice fun different sounds here. I say let's crack them. Now, I'm not really sure what's going to happen when I open this, so hopefully it doesn't spill everywhere. Ooh, mine's... Oh, there wasn't... I can there smell. was no... There was no crickety crack in that uh, opening, but... I can smell mine, like, immediately. Yeah, I'm going to see if it, I'm gonna see what mine smells like. Yeah. Oh, my. It almost has, like, the scent of a barley wine. Interesting. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, kind of. Barley wines can smell like, like a lot of things. Every time I think of barley wines or old ales like that, I think dark fruits. Yeah, here, give this a smell real quick, and I'd say you definitely smell some, like, plums or something like that. Yeah, I can smell that in there. Oh, you know what? This smells a lot like uh, the Surly Pentagram. Interesting. I had that over Christmas, and it was, like, very smoky, um, oaky, and, like, uh, dark fruit heavy. So let's give this a pour and see what happens. Yeah. I've already poured mine, and it's a dark orange color. Um, not as dark as some of the, the IPAs I've had. I'd, I'd say it's actually pretty similar to the last one we had, the um, the Hop Slam. This is like an old man Russ coming back to say hello. Oh, really? Kind of like, you know how Kramer always pops in in Seinfeld to say hello? Yeah, maybe that's... Old man Russ is <laughs> sliding in the door saying, Whoa! Oh, hello, boys. How's it going today? I'm back. <laughs> old man... Rust Kramer. <laughs> Old man Rust is back, guys, and he's in the form of the Molotov surprise. Yeah, so that's that's the color I'd say for this. Now, my the color of my beer is black Very dark, as yeah, the night. It is not um, as dark as like the he- heaviest of stouts we've had, but that's pretty darn dark. Yeah, I mean, for like an old ale, I literally cannot see through it. Yeah, so it's, that's interesting. Let's uh, give us a little cheers and give a little taste. All right, yeah, why don't we give it a clinker, clinker, clinker do and, and give it a shot? <laughs> okay, let's do what you just said. <laughs> uh, this is a lot smoother than I expected, actually. Is it? My memory of the Molotov cocktail, like the original one, is just really, like, big and tense. And this hmm. is big and intense, but it's much smoother than I thought, and it's very citrusy. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting like super aggressive hops, but more the bitterness you would expect from a grapefruit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, my beer is fantastic. It kind of has, you know how like an English old style kind of has like a dry maltiness to it. Yeah, or I might be wrong in saying that, but this beer has a dry maltiness to it. Um, and the overnote, that's like the undertones of it. And the overnote and the general mouthfeel is a very strong, dark fruit flavor. It's, it's, got, it's, it's got a thick mouthfeel? Yeah, it's, so, well, so does actually, it's kind of, well, it's still thick. It's obviously going to be thicker than that a little bit. I'd say this is pretty thick, though. Actually, I take that back. It's going to be thicker than, like, a lager. Yes. But not as thick as a stout, not as thick as a porter. And, and this, probably not as thick as that. This, uh, Molotov Surprise is very thick, I would say. Yeah. But that switchy? Yeah, but that sweet dark fruit really comes through, and I don't really know if I am t- tasting any of the the barrel aging at all. Barrel aging? Well, we just maybe, did whiskey, so we'll, we'll maybe see if it, I, I can maybe pick up on maybe it. the barrel aging is what gave it that. I can. I think I smell some of the barrel, like when I'm giving a, this it. It could be. Sniff. Yeah, I'll have to keep trying. Yeah, it, but all right, let's we're just do, we just did a little switch switch yeah, so I'm trying Jesse's beer. He's trying mine. Oh, it smells really good. Oh. Whoa. That's pretty good. Whoa. And I don't think, you're right, I don't think I taste much in the way of barrel aging. Mm-mm. I think I smelled it, ah, you know what, after I sip it down, I can taste, there's a woody taste to it. Yeah. 
it's kind of go, it's very kinda, it's very at the end of the, the it goes the taste. it goes really well with that dark fruit yeah and the and it's it's nice but this um, is super grapefruity. That is very grapefruity. Less hop bitterness, more like grapefruit bitterness. Straight like grapefruit citrus going in my mouth yeah. right now. Huh? Did you ever, as a child, did you ever eat grapefruit? No, I hate them. Oh, really? I still kind of hate them. We, My mom would like cut them in half, and then she'd give us a half, and then we'd have a spoon. Then we'd put sugar on top of it to kind of take away some of the bitterness. Uh-huh. But, and then you just like spoon the individual little slices out and eat it. My mom had grapefruit spoons, those little ones that had oh, really? edges on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're so funny. <laughs> um, but that's like the exact flavor that I taste in that. It tastes like a legit grapefruit. It's not r- really good. Like, obviously, there's hops in here, but it's not the most pressing bitterness. It's more the grapefruit citrus bitterness that you get. Yeah. Um, so right now, we are both checking these beers in on our absolute favorite social beer app called Untapped. Uh, they are not a sponsor, but we really like them, and their app is fantastic it's a great way to remember the beers that you've tried and see what your friends are trying yeah exactly yeah, it's just a fun social drinking you app. can leave a little note of of how your beer was you can leave a little rating you could say whether you had it in a can bottle draft where taster. you had it. you can even comment on your other friends beers yeah exactly yeah, it's just, so it's essentially cool. social media for beer yeah it's the best if they want to sponsor us we won't be sad <laughs> but enough about that um as per usual, if we think that the beer flavors taste at all, we will go if, ahead if and they, let you know. We'll let, we'll let you know if they change. Not if they taste at all. Yeah. We will let you know. We will be like, hold on, pause the music, time to update the beer. Yeah, which doesn't, it sometimes happens. You, usually we just go over it at the end of the episode, yeah. but who knows? Who that knows? could change today. Anything is possible! Anything is possible if you just believe... I think the past couple times I've been going first because I've had really uh, kind of heavy dense. hitting albums. So let, we'll let you go first this time. Yeah, your album is a little bit less dense than this one. Uh, well, I'd say they're both kind of the same-ish. Nah. But anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, I am going to start off with the album from the band Rise Against. The album is called The Sufferer and The Witness. Now, had you listened to Rise Against much before this at all? None. Did you know any of their songs? You probably knew like some of the big radio hits. Nope. I know you knew at least "Swing Life Away" on oh, the acoustic yeah. guitar. Yeah, I know that. One. Uh, that was probably like their first big breakthrough song. That was the album before this one. Okay. Um, but this album garnered their biggest radio play, I'd say, biggest MTV music videos, and they've been huge yeah. ever since then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this album came out in what 2006? Uh, around that sounds okay. about right. Uh, this album. Or just like the general sound of the pretty much the entire album is uh, like melodic hardcore punk. Yeah, I, I, that's a good descriptor, I'd say. Yeah, I think Angsty. that I, angry. I believe that definitely describes the sound of this band well. Um, Their as, name fits, right? Rise against. Yeah. What do you mean? Like rise against. Ugh. Oh, angsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. angry. Gotcha. I would say that. Just like the last album you recommended me, Pennywise, um, Pennywise the from the Ashes, mm-hmm. the the title of this album, The Sufferer and the Witness, is definitely seen throughout the whole album again. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, the theme, or maybe not the theme, but there's there's the title um, having a the sufferer, someone suffering, mm-hmm. and the witness, um, either the person witnessing that person suffer or. Even the person suffering, witnessing other people suffer, or whatever else. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge theme that comes in through this whole song. Um, so let's just dive right in. Okay. Uh, let's. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one thing or a couple things before actually I dive in. Okay. Uh, say what you need to say, John Mayer style. Yeah. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. Hey, don't diss the John. He's the mayor. Oh boy. Um, he is very good though. He's great at guitar. Yeah, he's a bit of a, a kind of a creep, but in real life, but whatevs. his music's great. And my golly, he's a great guitar player. True. That live—I don't know if you ever listened to the live album that he did. Mm. Oh my goodness! Ugh. I've listened to the one where he plays with BB King and Tadashi Trucks Band. I don't think he does. It's—I think it was like live in LA or something. I can't okay. remember. But uh, do you know the song Neon? Yeah. Um, he like opens up doing this like crazy acoustic guitar solo like slapping and tapping like, it's so good and then he goes into the song Neon that's crazy which the, playing the verse guitar part in Neon's 
cuff by itself. Yeah. And then he sings over top. Yes, that guitar part's insane. Yeah, he's such a good guitarist. But enough about John Mayer. Let's get back to Rise Against. Yeah, let's get back to Rise Against. So the thing I'm going to say before I start the review of this album is that most of the songs, apart from, I'd say, three... I think three sound mm-hmm. very similar. Like I could see that. Like that uh, that phrase for, I used to describe it for melodic hardcore punk. I'd say for That's someone what, who who doesn't listen to this much of this style of music or isn't very familiar with it would say it all sounds the same. I could see that. Yeah, except for a couple songs. Well, yeah, there's but, a couple that definitely stand out. But. Um, anyway, that's what I wanted to say before we started, uh, so I'm not consistently repeating myself about how catchy it is. Yeah. Uh, the first track is called Intro Backslash Chamber the Cartridge. Golly, this is a good song. It is. It's a very great opening song. Did you recommend it? Nope. What is wrong with you? What do you mean, what's wrong with me? This is like These are my recommendations, bruh. Fair enough. If it was me, this would be the first one to recommend. Um, so this is where we first see... The kind of uh, the sufferer and the witness type theme. Yeah. One of the lines is, is it too late to reverse what we've become? So, I mean, looking back on uh, maybe mistakes you've made that have caused you to be the sufferer. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't recommend it. I gave it four to five, though. Uh, it's a good song. It's so catchy. It's so fast and awesome. I know, but that's not what I'm, ba- that's not what I'm recommending songs on. Like, when I wake up? I know some people like to have a slow start to their morning. I want to like listen to this song to get me going. <laughs> After the intro. Do, 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 Yeah. I understand that you like it. I'll let you continue. Sorry to interject. I'm an interjecting type sometimes. Okay, well. Only when I'm interested, though. What were you about to say? Track. Track number two. Oh, what a good! I'm just sorry. False interjection. <laughs> is called injection. So pretty close to interjection. Yeah. Uh, I came very close to recommending this song. This is a very or, popular song. Or at least giving it an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song is basically about rising up, af- like in a, in a challenge or like a trial. Like to rise against. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but the main like metaphor they use is wanting an injection of something to give you the strength for what is to come, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, again, very fast, very catchy. It's a good song. Four to five. On to track number three, which is my first recommendation. It is called Ready to Fall. This is... Um, now I'm standing on the rooftop, ready to fall! Probably the... S- Second most popular song off of this record. Yeah. It was a, a big music video, um, lots of airplay, and they, they play this probably every single show they do. Yeah. Uh, very it's, big song. It's a very good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, one interesting thing about it to note is in the verses, the drums are faster. And I'm then glad. in the chorus, they're sl- they like slow down. Calf time. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed this out. I was, I was going to say it actually... After you were done talking, yeah, that's I don't want to say it's a trademark rise against thing, but it they do this is. often. They've got really that, fast, yeah. aggressive uh, verses, and then they've got like halftime, really big anthemic choruses. Anthemic, yeah, of or, anthem per, like. or being like an anthem. Yeah, exactly. Like, sing along, like um, let's join in this together. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that as well. It seems that in most of these songs, uh, there's a tempo change or. Mm-hmm. Um, a time signature change or some type of difference between verse and chorus. Yeah, I used to, my high school punk band, we used to write choruses in that style almost. Really? Half time and big choruses. Yeah. And almost thin- almost to the style of Rise Against. Not to copycat them, but makes it sense. works really well and we liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I believe that is one of the trademarks that makes them so good and so catchy. Yeah, they're popular for a reason, my man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the song Ready to Fall. Um, it, I believe it's kind of about like being ready to fall into something new, being ready to like take a, the quote unquote plunge into some type of new territory. Yeah. Or to something jump. in general like that. Yeah. Standing on the standing rooftops, on the rooftop, ready, ready to, fall. to fall. No trust falls though. No. Or maybe it is a trust. No, I'm just kidding. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it's a very good song. Uh, but yeah, I gave the song five out of five. And you did and recommend it. Correct? I recommended it. Yes. Yep. 
On to track number four, which is an honorable mention. Just because it's a short, fast, awesome punk song. It really is. It, it, this is one of the songs that sounds different than everything else. It's yeah. less. It's like less melodic and less. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Less. Uh, less anthemic. Yes, I'd say less anthemic. Um, but it, it's almost got a poppiness to it. I wouldn't say yeah. melodic, but like the guitars are like really like really major sounding. It's real poppy. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels. It feels more like like a rancid, fast punk song. Yes. I really like this uh, song. Which I really like. Mm-hmm. But that's all, that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, four Fair out of enough. five. Fair enough. Honorable mention. Hmm. Hmm. Track number five is called Under the Knife. Ouch! Now, Just kidding. <laughs> now this is where this is where in the album it gets very uh, mundane for me in terms of like, all right, another song like this that I've just heard. <laughs> it's very it's very catchy still. But it's but same. I give it 3.5 out of 5. Fair enough. Track number six is called Prayer of the Refugee. And this is what I would say is the most popular song on the album. Yes. Maybe one of their most popular songs. Boom boom. I gave this song five out of five. And this is a I would say that this is kind of like the crux of the album. Okay. in terms of theme, in terms of that the sufferer and the witness. Because this song is about someone who's been displaced or is the sufferer. Or is like a refugee, obviously, mm-hmm. in terms of the title, uh, and it's kind of like a prayer of the outcast or um, the refugee. Like I said, kind of like asking for strength to face adversity um, with strength and independence. Yeah. So don't hold me up. Yeah. Don't hold me up now. Speed-wise, it's the opposite of fast, fast verse, slow chorus. True. It's more like slow verse and then a faster chorus. So they kind of switch it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's nice. it's a super awesome infectious song. Yes, it super really good. is. Um, that's all I really got to say about that. I recommend it. Five Fair out enough. of five. On to the next song, Drones. Three point five out of five. I don't think they mean like the drones that fly, like the unmanned. No, drones I think of today. Uh, I think it's just like mindless, mindless human beings, human beings. that are like drones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like uh, what is it? The bug drone bees? Is that something? Drone is that a bees. thing? I, th- I believe it is. Like the bees that just go out. And the bees that like are just programmed for maybe drone ants. I can't remember. Something. But either way, it has that same that. that same theme of they they're programmed for one thing and they go out and do that mindlessly until they die. Until they die. Until the day I die. That's all I want to say Until about that. Until the day I... I'm trying... I don't know what I'm saying. What? I think I'm saying some old... Till the day I die. Till the day I die. Until the day I die. That's what it is. Die. Story of the year. Okay. That's an old, weird song. Sorry. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> because I was thinking about, like, an ant working, singing... Till the day I die. <laughs> What a sad life. I'll let oh, you continue, sorry. Um, on to track number eight. It's called The Approaching Curve. Ooh. I gave this song four to five and an honorable mention. Ooh, that's a curveball right there. I almost, almost recommended it. Just because whenever this song came on, every single time, I just loved it. What's but the intro? I'm the intro is like a, something kind of like slower... And they come in with like a, you know how sometimes a talking voice is like distorted to sound like a radio? Yeah. They come in with that. And it's just like a talking voice. Okay. So like the verses are this like talking voice telling a story. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay, telling a story about how uh, him and his girl are like driving mm-hmm. and they're, they've been like having problems or whatever and they're approaching this curve and she doesn't seem to be slowing down in order to I, yeah. maintain, you know, like the... Proper motion to hit that curve. I appreciate this song much more now. When I was in, in like oh, middle school yeah. or high school, whenever this came out, I used to skip this one. All You're the time. probably like, "This is so stupid." Yeah, it's, it's not. It's but, not very fast. No, it's not. And the reason I like it is because of the Galdern chorus. The Galdern chorus. It's so good. The GDC. It's, uh, it goes from being four four in the verse to being three four in the chorus, mm-hmm. which is always cool. Um, how does the chorus go again? It's uh, so perfect, so happy. I don't know. I don't know. It's super good. I'm surprised that you honorably mentioned that one, though. Yeah, because it feels so different than the rest of the album. 
is one reason that I like it a lot. Fair enough, um, good sir. Just a side note about Fair this song. Fair enough, good said. <laughs> <laughs> Quick side note about this song. Quick side note about the song. Quick side note about this song from Old Mr. Rust. Okay. Old Man Rust. Old Man Rust, go home. <laughs> okay, Sonny. See you later. Um, anyway. I'll call you. Uh, when I was working one day, I was at a stoplight. And I had my window open and I was singing this song, the chorus. Mm-hmm. And... The left turn lane, the, the the green arrow, it like turned to a green arrow, and this the truck that was sitting there like wasn't going, so I looked over at them, and they had their window rolled down, and they were like throwing up the rock devil horns. They were like, "Yeah, man!" And I was like, "Green arrow, sir." <laughs> I guess they you were, should just went like, "Yeah, afraid. back to them." <laughs> yeah, they must have loved. That's funny. Yeah. So in Nashville. Like, in my mind, I think like a truck, like someone driving a truck would be like, country's better! No, it was like a small like Mazda truck or like oh, a okay. small Ford Ranger or something like that. Man, my truck! Um, but that was kind of funny. That is funny. Uh, anyway, so that's an honorable mention, four to five. Nice. On to track number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Whenever we come to track number nines in these albums, I always want to say that, but I always hold back. I never like, actually thought to until right now. Really? I don't know why. Like, whenever I say, and now on to track number nine, I'm always like, number, number nine, nine, number, number nine. nine. <laughs> Maybe we should do that all the time. But number nine. Anyway, this song is called Worth Dying For. Mm-hmm. Catchy song. Um, it's about finding something in life that's worth dying for, pretty much. Is this one starts out real fast. Yeah, I don't really like that beginning. I like that, but part, then it, but gets it better. slows down just a hair when they get when the, the rest of the instruments. Did you it notice gets, that? Yeah, it gets better whenever the rest of the instruments come in. In I, my opinion. In your opinion, yeah. I, I like that intro. I like because all of it though. The intro is just like a straight kick drum. Set me off like dynamite, strap tied around my waist. Yeah, I'm just like, and then I like it. But then everything else comes in. I'm like, okay, that's nice. But I gave that song a 3 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5, sorry. Oh, a little better than 3 out of 5. Yeah, just a tiny bit better. 0.5 better. Um, <laughs> a, little, a, a little bit of math for you half there. Half a point. Uh, for those who didn't realize, 3.5 means 3.5. 3.5. 3.5 out of 5. Anyway, uh, on to track number 10, called Behind Closed Doors. And this is another example of songs that sound very similar that I are very forgettable, in my yeah. opinion. Um, it's a good song, but it's. It is. I, I agree with you. I could say like, it's, like, like I've it said, blends. for like all the other ones, it's very catchy, but very forgettable for me. Okay, fair enough. So I gave it three point five out of five. Uh, track number eleven is called Roadside, and this is almost kind of connected to uh, track s- number eight, the approaching curve. This is the slower one. This is a, a slow one with like no drums. There's yeah. a string section. Uh, there aren't really many chords played until later. Mm-hmm. It's a beginning part is like just regular pick notes on, a, on an electric guitar. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very good. Um, I gave it four to five. It's one uh, of those ones that you would have outlined that sounds different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's it's kind of a, uh, like a quiet, contemplative song. Mm-hmm. Like kind of thinking about the subject matter from track eight, the approaching curve, I think. Is I can see that. What it's all about. Um, but what it's not, all about. I do not recommend it. So we will move on. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Track number 12 is called The Good Left Undone. Uh, this song is basically about dealing with regret, I believe, and kind of the same regret that goes along with being a sufferer or a witness. Yeah. You know, the, the, the regret of wanting to change something in your past. or There could have been good, but it was left undone. Yeah, exactly. So it's the regret on... Um, one of the lyrics that, that I wrote down is uh, there's a point we passed which we cannot return, or like to which we cannot return. Yeah. So all the good that's left undone. Um, I like the song. I gave it a four to five, but did not recommend it. Fair enough. So that leaves one track left. And you've only recommended two. I've only recommended two. Hmm. I don't think you recommended it. I wonder if if I'm a betting man, I'd say, no, me, me. Uh, track number 13 is called Survive, and I gave it 5 out of 5 and recommended it. Oh, so your recommendations survived. Yes, I the did. End. I will survive. That's what the song goes. I will survive. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's exactly what it is. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the actual band who did that song? I don't know. I will survive. Hey, hey. Uh, I don't know, but Cake did a really cool uh, cover of it. Do you know the band Cake? Yeah. And he's going the distance. Then, then it. That's the, the um, going the distance. I will survive. Hey, hey. I don't know. My they buddy cover that. I, I was never a huge Cake fan, but my buddy Jason was a huge Cake fan, and I know when I hung out with him in the past, he always had them on, and we played that their their version of I Will Survive. Yeah. I've never really been a big fan of them. I mean, I, I've listened to some of their stuff. They put, the F, they put the F word in their cover of Survive. Really? I should have changed that good luck. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that the same? That's not the same song. That... I would have made I you. I need a hero. No. no. I, don't know what, think... I don't know what you're think, singing now. That just makes me think of Shrek. I'm lost. Oh. When I think never of mind. Shrek, I think of Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> We're getting so sidetracked. Yeah, we are. Uh, let's get back to my last recommendation. Why don't you get away from me, donkey? <laughs> Ogres are like onions. Ogres are like onions. We have layers. Layers. And we make people cry. <laughs> I don't think that's a lie from the movie. The only difference between me, ogres, and onions... He's a, like, Russian trick. ...is that onions... Are normally white or red or purple. Like but me, <laughs> me as an ogre, I am green. I am neither white nor purple. <laughs> he said purple. <laughs> like a, I can't tell if you're like a Scotsman or a, a Russian. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to mix oh as many God. accents as possible. Oh, you know, look at the Irish. McCreary, why don't we go over to Boris? <laughs> Have, have any of you seen that movie Shrek? Oh, you have? Have you seen the scene where it's like ogres are like onions? Yes, I have. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> are you asking me or are you trying to ask the audience? <laughs> or are you just saying it for saying uh, <laughs> This grass is going nowhere. Fast. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Let's go back to the song. I I don't know how. Why well, I know how we got here. We but did. Yeah. It, there was a long. I need a hero. That's how we got there. Whatever that song is. They say that hero can save us. <laughs> Nickelback from Spider Man. What? Nickelback sang that song. Was it in a Spider Man movie? Uh, I don't know if it was in the Spider Man. I think it might have been the credits. Definitely on the uh, oh, soundtrack. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sony. Yeah, gotta love Sony. Is Nickelback on Sony? I don't know, probably. Sony Records? That would make sense. Or at least maybe at the time they were. Maybe, yeah. You guys, the first two Spider-Mans starring Tobey Maguire were great. I'll fight they you were. to the death. All I know is the third one was terrible. It's objectively not very good. I still like it. I There are parts I definitely can't stand. Whenever I... And fight. that are laughable. Yeah. Uh, they ruin some of my favorite villains. <laughs> and superheroes. <laughs> They just didn't need to have multiple villains in that. They also didn't need to have that jazzy dance scene. The emo with emo dance scene. Yeah. It was weird. Just strange. Uh, like, symbiote Suit Spider-Man was my I know, favorite. I know that it's supposed to day. be like Venom is taking over him or whatever. The symbiote. Yeah, but... Which is my favorite part in, in some of the... Well, I was introduced to it from Saturday morning... Uh, uh, cartoons? Uh, TV, cartoons, yeah. That's the, the, the original Spider-Man cartoon, whatever it was. Um... And then I did read some some of the comics afterwards, and he like Symbiote Suit Spider Man was my favorite, and Venom was my, one of my favorite villains, and they yeah. butchered it. But yeah. I still I still like the movie; it's not good. Um, it was still cool to see Venom though. Yeah, and uh, the Sandman is that what his name is Sandman. Yeah. Topher Grace was a terrible Topher. choice for Eddie Brock, but they oh, recasted yeah. Venom for a standalone Venom movie. Hopefully Tom Hardy. Be, oh yeah, Tom Hardy. That's going to look that cool. That's be pretty cool. Yeah. Let's go back to the song. Anyway, we, are getting so uh, off track. we have not talked at all about my last recommendation yet. Um, and the only way to survive is if you get away from me, donkey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was just it. We're done. Back right. to the song. All right, take it. Let's take a U-turn and get back to the album. I'm gonna restrain myself as much because I really want to do more Shrek quotes. Okay, yeah, thing. you better, you better. Um, so this is kind of a main waffles. <laughs> I'm trying to get the gingerbread man, <laughs> not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> I really want to watch Shrek now. You're a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> Do you know 
the muffin man 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 I really just want to watch Shrek right now. Who, li- who lives on Drury Lane? The first Shrek is so good. I like the second Shrek, and then I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I saw the third. And then I've seen it. Like there might have been time. a fourth. There was a spinoff movie, Puss in Boots. Never saw that. Never saw that. Yeah, I would see a donkey spinoff. These movie. These boots are made for walking. We need to go back to the song. I'm sorry. We have do. a whole other album to talk about after this. All right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I am restraining myself much better now. <laughs> okay. It will yeah. not happen again. All I, I know I is hope. that I, I, as I was starting starting on track number thirteen, my last recommendation, I looked over at you, and you had that stupid. Smile on your face, where you like we're about to say something. <laughs> so anyway, track number thirteen. I can't be contained. Recommendation. Track <clears throat> track title is Survive. Uh-huh. A five out of five. This is kind of the main uh, meaning of the whole album. So people who are who do suffer and who like witness suffering. Uh, the main line in the song is how we survive is what makes us who we are. Yeah. So how we kind of process that suffering and what we do through that is, you know, like the product that comes out on the other side. We survive after you've crossed that bridge, after you after you've climbed that mountain. After you've survived. After you've survived the horrors of whatever made you a sufferer or a witness, that is the result. Yeah. The result. Yep. Um, after all calamities have been resolved, calamity. Ganon. This is who you are, calamity Ganon. Yeah, let's not get into Zelda though. But all right, <laughs> so good. Um, the bridge is kind of cool in this song though. Yeah, the line is uh, talking about like all smiles and sunshine, it's, and like life has never been so great. Is there an interesting guitar part that comes there in this bridge or? A- um, is there's a different, a different there's a different part it, in the bridge. It yeah. throws it, it like comes out of nowhere almost. Yeah, but it's really yeah. cool. Sound it like slows down, goes silent, and goes like dun, 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 or yeah, something I'm like trying, that. There's something I'm, I I can't remember off the top but, of my head, but I know. And then after it. that, those like happy words have been said. Uh, another phrase that's said is "life isn't like this." Yeah. So it's kind of bringing it back down to reality, and then saying, mm. "Nice to imagine how we survive is what makes us who we are." Yeah. So, I like that um, I'd say this album is pretty good. Uh, would you check out more of their stuff? Uh, probably not, just because it's not my favorite style. I would recommend check going back in their catalog as yeah. opposed to coming forward because they continue down the path of, of the style. Hardcore melodic punk. Uh, they get less fast and a little bit more, I don't want to say generic, um, but they kind of become more same with each release. Okay. Um, and I become a little bit more disenfranchised with them with each release. I yeah. still like them a lot. Uh no disrespect to Rise Against. I, I think um, I don't think there's any album I dislike by them. I'll say that. Okay. I've I've, I've consistently bought all their stuff. I I like to see them live every time, um, but I think their back catalog uh, holds a lot of treasures. Okay. Definitely worth checking out. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I would do that, but yeah. in terms of the type of genre that I like, like yeah, that's it's not, definitely it's definitely not your. It's forte. not exactly my favorite. Yeah. Understandable. It's still really good, and I understand why people like it. Um, but just in general, it's not my favorite. Yeah, but let's let's face this approaching curve towards a different style of music a, entirely. A quite, a quite different style of music. <clears throat> On to the album "Cease to Begin" by, by Band of Horses, and a band of horses they are. Are you sure it's not Band of Donkeys? It might be. Why don't you get away from me, <laughs> donkey? You shouldn't have started me down this road, man. Um, this album came out in two thousand seven, and I believe it's their sophomore album. Okay. Second, second album, album. Yeah. I, I suppose I should say that. Um, Unless you are in the old style of high school, where being a sophomore is the first your first year in high school. Not for me. There, I w- uh, my last year in junior high was ninth grade. Okay, my first year in high school was ninth grade, so ours were a little different. Yeah. My middle school, or what they would call junior high in some other places, was but, sixth yeah, ninth. But I was like the last, one of the last classes that was still in junior high when you were in ninth grade. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, back to the album. Alright, so uh, this is a relatively short album. It's only yeah. ten songs. I would technically call it nine. We'll get there later. Yeah. Um, I think it clocks in around a half hour long. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a very nice, short. Nice and short. I like short albums, for the most part. Um, but I guess objectively, it doesn't really matter how long it is, as long as it's good. Yeah. Um, now, before you start, I would say that, that this album is pretty good. Yeah, it's um, it's def it's different than what I thought it would be. Yeah, um, I almost thought it. I, my my instinct from Band of Horses was like, do you remember when we first reviewed the Arcade Fire album, or at least I did? I told you, yeah, Bible. I told you I was like, I expect like super hipster, folky. Yeah, 
that's what I expected of this. Yeah. Uh, and it's not at all that. Okay. Uh, so, we'll, the first song disproves that entirely. Yeah. Uh, the first song is called, Is There a Ghost? And I gave it a rating of three horses. Okay. Um, what is the number of horses which it makes it takes to make a band of them? Five. Five? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just a dumb way to do one out of, like, five um, rating system. One thing about this song that's kind of funny is whenever they're saying the first line, I could sleep. I could sleep. Except they say sleep. I could sleep. <laughs> they don't pronounce the P. So they it just they do like, weird pronunciations throughout the album. It that, sounds like I they're can... saying, I could sleep. I could sleep. <laughs> We learned from choir, you really got to enunciate your last syllable. Yeah. I could sleep. Thanks, Thanks, Doc Smith. Or the good doctor, Dr. Bob. Yeah. Hey there, Dr. Bob. Um, Anyhow, uh, the first song is There a Ghost. Upon my first hearing, um, I was really kind of like excited because it wasn't at all what I was expecting. And it was like, it's a really rocky, catchy song. Yeah. Uh, And then it was just the same lyrics over and over and over again. And I was kind of like, well, this doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. And and it took me a couple listens to realize there's probably a reason why they don't add different lines or different choruses. Obviously, they're trying to make this these lines sink in. Yeah. Uh, When I was alone. uh, When I was alone. Was there a ghost? Is that what it was? Was there a ghost ghost? in my house? So obviously, that's the point uh, about being lonely and feeling haunted or or alone or having something weigh on you or something. So that's the theme of that song. I didn't recommend it, but it, it was a, a good album opener, and I think it was kind good of, for me because it, yeah. it it showed me what they were going to sound like. Yeah, I was going to say kind of a good good opening song for someone who hasn't listened to them to kind of understand what their sound is going to sound like. Yeah, and it's not very lighthearted. It's not. It's no Casper. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's no friendly ghost. Uh, <laughs> on to song number two, which is called "Ode to LRC." I gave this three horses as well. Okay. Um, the singer said it was about a logbook or a journal book that he found in the Little Red Caboose, LRC. Okay. Um, that had entries dating back like 20 to 25 years. And so when you listen to this song in the different verses, they've got lines about old things that happened, like a dog coming for, for whatever. And then he's like, I bet you now the dog's not coming back. Yeah, because the dog's dead, obviously. But it's, yeah. it's it's obviously him kind of appreciating reading like the, the the things that people went through or experienced in the past. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cool to to see like him admire. I don't know if it's admiring or just like appreciating. Acknowledging. Acknowledging is better, probably a better word because yeah. he doesn't really like say it's good or bad. He just acknowledges. Um, one thing about this song that I wish they changed is I wish they expanded more on the ending of the song mm-hmm. where they say. The world is such a wonderful place. And then they go on to la di da. La di da. They do. La da di da da. I didn't care for the melody of the verses. Mm-hmm. I like the the. the the hell happened? I like that line a lot, but. Anyways, I didn't recommend it, so on to the next song, which is called No One's Gonna Love You. I gave mm. this three horses, and when you hear that title, like, ooh, harsh. And the song is harsh. Um, if you were to read the lyrics of the chorus alone, you'd be like, it's not that harsh, because the lyric is literally, um, no one's ever gonna love you more than I do, which you think is happy, but then when you look at the verses, it's in the midst of a rough breakup. Yeah. Uh, and like, like they talk about like limbs splitting and breaking or being yeah. pulled apart. Yeah. And he's saying, we're breaking up. It's bad. And no one's ever going to love you as much as I did. So it's yeah. like, we're screwed. Like you're, you're, you're going to know what you're, you're missing soon. You're ruining, yeah. you're ruining it. Um, but that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Um, it's, it's a slow, sad song, but yeah, you know, uh, on to song number four, which is called, and I'm going to butcher this title. Yeah. Uh, Detlet Schrempf. Uh, it's German, so how would you pronounce that, Mr. German pronunciator? Um, let me just look, based on the spelling, pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, but let me look don't look at, it up. Just, yeah, no, but let me look at the song in my in my phone because it's I not going to get the, the lyrics will not give you any insight into the title. I can I promise you that. I can't. I cannot read what you wrote though. That's the thing. Here, look at the title. D e t l e t. Detlef Schrempf. There you go. Do you know what that title means? Nope. Uh, it's a homage. To a German professional NBA basketball player that played in their hometown. Really? Yes. But That's it has so nothing to do with the song at all. <laughs> uh, the song's super slow, and I'd say it's dragging. I like that song a lot. Um, I gave it three horses, because I didn't really care for, like, lyrically or sonically about the song. Uh, but it's really pleasant sounding. Yeah. Um, it's nice. 
uh, to fall asleep to. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's very pleasant and dreamy, uh, but it, it doesn't go anywhere for me. It's mm. not, I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, um, but I like that song a lot. I, that's those two songs are, are part of the reason why I really like this band. Oh well, uh, not me, because I like I really like how simple they are and how almost like smooth they are. And like, oh, I could see that. Yeah, so that's part of the reason why I like them a lot. But on to song number five, which is called "The General Specific." Mm-hmm. Whatever the. Heck, that means... A general, specific. Yeah. Two um, things that are opposite. Specific, yeah. I, I call it... Uh, well, I don't call it... I gave it a rating of four horses, and I recommended it. Okay, nice. Uh, not the max rating, but... Still a better rating than three. Yes. Uh, it's faster, and I would say it's more folky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got acoustic guitars, and like th- there's definitely hand clapping that go on in the uh, the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say this is the first song that, that really... Uh, exemplifies harmonies more yeah. than than the other songs that have happened before. Yeah. Um, the melody is very catchy, but it's nice to hear those harmonies coming in finally. Um, oh, I say finally like I expected it. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> finally, um, it's one of the few happy sounding songs on the album because a lot of the songs are more minor. Yeah. And, and a little bit more somber or melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this one's definitely major and it's really happy sounding. Yeah. Um, even with the lyrics, I can't really tell what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even take the my own specific. I can't even tell like my own takeaway. Like yeah, I know. generally, if you look at like lyrics and you don't know what the author is saying, you can sometimes take away your own meaning. Yeah, but I couldn't really get a much of a meaning out of this one. But that's yeah. that's okay because the the feel of the song sold me enough, and it yeah. sounded awesome. Yeah, uh, melody, Definitely. chords, the the sound of the music, everything. Um, so I do the recommend movie? that one. No, but it's a great movie. The hills are alive with, with the, the sound, sound of music. music. My heart takes what's the What's the lady's name? At, uh, is she Mary Poppins? Y'all. Is that her? <laughs> what's her name? I feel like I should know this. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I know that I've referenced that joke a couple times, and Jesse was like, what does that mean? Now he knows what I it means. I watched Guardians, uh, of, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy 2. Volume 2. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. He's like, you look like Mary Poppins. Who's Mary Poppins? Is he Who awesome? Who's Mary Poppins? Is he awesome? He is awesome. He is awesome. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> uh, what a grass. Uh, let's move on to the next song. Song yes, number let's... six is called Lamb on the Lamb, and then in parentheses, In the City. I gave the song two horses because it's stupid. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible thing for me to say. I shouldn't say that. They put it here for a reason, and it has it has intrinsic value. Uh, here's my here's the one positive thing I have to say about it. The musicianship is nice, and the production value is good. Uh, it's an instrumental interlude. Uh, I'm not sure why it's here. It's it's like what a minute and a half long. Yeah. On a ten, on a ten track uh, album, why do they have this interlude? I I really don't understand. Do you have any I insight? No. I, I couldn't find. I, I did some research and I couldn't find why. Maybe they just wanted an instrumental. I mean, that's the only reason I can think of. Because it's stupid. <laughs> I, I want there to be a bigger reason, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe um, they just this transition. It's a interlude. It's a it is, but on on a short album where it doesn't really break up the the two songs. Yeah. Well, the two songs are more happy songs. That like the one that happens before and the one that happens after. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to sequence the album better, and they were like, we Could need. Be, a, I have no idea. But we need something to fill this. I mean, maybe it's just filler. But I hope not. But maybe it is. I can run faster than two horses. Who am I kidding? No, I can't. Uh, anyways, <laughs> on to the next song, which is track number seven, called "Islands on the Coast." I gave this four horse. Uh, I'm sorry, five horses, and it's oh. my second recommendation. There you go. Um, it's another fast and happy sounding song, but unlike the last happy sounding song, which was the general specific, um, this is a rock song where that one was more like acoustic, hand clappy. Um, this has got fast drums. Uh, it's got definitely two guitar parts going on. There's one rhythm guitar part, and then the other guitar is doing all kind of like lead lines. Mm-hmm. Not like flashy lead guitar, but they're doing like single note uh, interesting things that, mm-hmm. that are, are make the song kind of cool to listen to. Yeah. Not dull, I'll say that. Um, still, uh, and unlike the other song, the general specific, there's not really that much in the way of harmonies, uh, but the melodies are really infectious. With islands on the coast, with islands on the coast, and your love. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Super catchy. With that, the, the, Almost, they, don't they like go halftime with, with islands on the coast? <laughs> with islands on the coast. They definitely do. 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 And it's islands want to coast. Okay. In the lyrics, I don't know what that means. 
Who knows? Who knows? Um, islands want to rejoin the coast? Like, loners want to rejoin the group, maybe? Could I, be. I don't know. Um, See, other begin. than that, I, I couldn't really decipher the lyrics, but that's, that's all yeah. I have to, yeah. to do. But this is a super catchy song. Dare I say, anthemic. Oh, wow. As far as this album goes, it might be the only anthemic one. Yeah. Other than the first song. Mm-hmm. Um, on to track number eight, which is called Mary Song, and it's spelled M-A-R-R-Y, not the name. I gave this five Clydesdale horses. Oh, my. That's my favorite song on the album. Uh, the best part of the album is the keyboard part. Mm. Uh, I believe it's played on a Wurlitzer. Probably, yeah. Uh, and it just sounds so good. Like, the tonal quality of this keyboard is... is phenomenal. It's great. On fleek. Oh. Throwback. Throwback. Using it that is word again. so good. Like, I, yeah. I could just listen to an instrumental of this song and be happy. Yeah. Um, I, I love that that keyboard part. Interesting. Um, like, because it's... It, they just arpeggiate chords, and then after the, the vocal line... Do, 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 bum, bum. It almost sounds like a drone in the verse. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really, it, it just drew me in really quickly. And, mm. I, and it didn't, it took me one listen to, to know this is my favorite song. Nice. Uh, which isn't always the case. No, it's for not. Me. With the albums that I recommend, um, it definitely is not. But over top of the keys, there are these tight harmonies. The harmonies come back. And they're not just like over specific lines. It's like, I, I think almost the entire song, verse and chorus, Every single word is harmonized. Hmm. Uh, and it's pretty cool. Um, lyrically, I think the song's about getting married and living, like, struggling with it and trying to live your life with that, almost. Okay. I think it's definitely story-driven because the first uh, verse is like, I'll marry my lover in a place to admire. I don't have to even ask her. I can look her in the eyes and thank God that I'm forgiven. Yeah. So he, like, knows he's in love. He's marrying this girl. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then the second verse, he talks about, like, struggling. Uh, like, one of the lyrics is, Awfully hard just to stand on my feet, I think. I'll slow down if I'm able. I won't drown in the ocean. So yeah. something's becoming challenging. I'm, a, yeah. I'm guessing the struggles of marriage. I don't know. Um, this is where it's left, kind of left to interpretation, yeah. unless you would know exactly, unless the he came, comes out and says, says exactly. Yeah, this is this is what, all my interpretation of the lyrics. Yeah. The third verse. <laughs> oh. Get zoom tight. Oof, the third verse, uh, he talks about like asking like how your family members are doing. Like, I'll read the lyrics. Yeah. And how's your sister? And what of your brother? Extended hellos to your father and your mother. When I think of that, I think small talk. Yeah. Uh, so maybe like the mundane oh, yeah. or the the sameness of, of being sister. married, the same person every day over and over. Maybe like that. Your brother. I, I can't tell. But yeah. then the the following stanza talks about like the wheelbarrow, like the struggles. And he says, I'll, I'll, I'll make your load later. Yeah. Um, mm. And the chorus is, lucky ones are we till it's over. So I, in the end, I'm, I, I think he's like saying this is a good thing ultimately, even though there are dull moments or moments of struggle. Yeah. Uh, so it's a cool a cool storytelling now, abstract song about marriage, I, I think. Yeah. Was that your third recommendation? It was. Okay. And there, other than that interlude, it was back to back to back. Okay. Kind of odd. I don't know if that happens too often. Yeah, it really doesn't. Not too often, anyway. Uh, but on the last songs? Uh, last two songs? Yeah. Which song number nine is called Cigarettes and Wedding Bands? What? Number Another nine. reference to wedding? What? Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Um, this song I gave Number two horses. Nine. Number nine. Two horses. Two horses, okay. Yeah, so it's a, a low recommendation, from, or low rating for me. Yeah. Um, I don't really care about musically. Um, lyrically, I think it's about a family like going through struggles or being torn apart, whether it's through violence, like domestic violence, or through like hardships. I, I, I can't really tell because it sounds almost story-like, because he talks yeah. about like how your drunken brother thought he could help or something. Yeah. And then like there's all kind of things on the porch. Um, I think there's like a... Uh, like a loveless marriage maybe their parents I don't know if it's their parents or it's them um, but like they lied at night that's the the chorus mm. and they lied at night they lied at night they lied at night yeah and it's just they lied at night da 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 other than that I don't have much to say about that uh, the last song so I'm going to pretend on this very short album is called Window Blues Window I gave the song blues. two horses and a pony oh just a little a Shetland pony. I don't know what's a Shetland pony. A small pony, a small horse. Oh, is it that like that funny it's looking like one? Like Little Sebastian. Oh, I love Little Sebastian. Do you remember I that? Think. 
Remember that Amazon commercial where that lady was like saw her, the little Shetland pony sitting out in the, the the field with the big horses, and he was lonely. So yeah. she, she went on Amazon and bought him a oh, a, a, yeah. a doggy door for the, yeah. the front door, and he was able to walk in. <laughs> oh, man, man, think about if he pooped in your house. Wouldn't be as bad as a big horse, but it would still be bigger than a dog poop in your house. Well, you train him to poop outside like a dog. Can you train? Yeah, never mind. You, you, can, you can train probably. horses. <laughs> you can pro- yeah, you can do that. People train horses all the time. <laughs> Anyways, this last song, Window Blues, is another slow one. Um, and it's another folky song. Not not as much rocky as the past few songs. Yeah. Um, but for me, it doesn't really go anywhere. I know. Yeah. I know you had mentioned this earlier. You asked me, how do you feel about the the slower songs that don't crescendo? And I think this mm-hmm. is definitely one of those. Like, there's they're... they're Salt and peppered all over this album. Yeah. Um, and those are tough for me. I'm not gonna lie. I really like my songs to go somewhere. I like to anticipate something. Like uh, a, a good um, reference would be Simon and Garfunkel's "Bridge Over Troubled Waters." Yeah. It's slow, but you know it's building. And yep. and after you've heard it a few times, you know what to expect, <laughs> and you look forward to that crescendo yeah. and that that huge point that's coming forward. Yeah. And a lot of these songs don't have that, and so obviously I think that's there for a reason to to focus more on the the music itself instead of anticipating maybe be in the moment i don't know what they're yeah or maybe it's just the way they're right uh, i don't know whenever i recommended this album for you i was like oh man i don't know if he's gonna dig it i was kind of this is one this is probably the, the first album that i was really worried about well besides broken bells whenever i, I think it's better ago. than broken bells i'll tell you that okay not my favorite album by but far I was, and large. I was still worried about it though i was like oh, i don't know if he's gonna like it or you not. gotta go out on limbs i, I recommended once for you i didn't think you were gonna like it. true um i i overall I, though the song Mary song with that Wurlitzer yeah um, I think is phenomenal uh, I want to I don't want to buy this album I, it's not a like the whole album for me doesn't have that much replay value yeah the ones I recommended I think are really good but Mary song I want to download that and put like put it in my regular rotation because okay. I, I think it's that good um, I, I, it's a solid album I mean it's, there's nothing bad about it I think it's a great background album I'd love to have it on when people are over um, I don't have I, I have nothing bad to say about it I'll tell yeah. you that yeah, Broken Bells, there were some songs that was like, eh, dumb. <laughs> uh, other than the interlude song on here. <laughs> right, right. But uh, no, it wasn't bad. Uh, and I definitely think that Mary's song alone was worth the album. Okay, awesome. Such a good song. Um, well, why don't we uh, recommend about these beers? Well, let's recommend okay. uh, yeah, uh, we'll albums for next episode, and then we'll finish um, our beers and talk about them. And now for something completely different. You heard it here, you heard it first. And now for something completely different. So, the current situation we're in right now is that there's something that's going to be completely different than what we've done before. Yeah, normally, like we said all the time, I recommend a punkish type album. You recommend a folky uh, indie alternative album for me to listen to, right? Yep. Uh, so let's switch it up. Why don't we? Yeah, why don't we? You know what? Why don't we? You know... I know that the, many times during a movie they'll say that's a wrap. Yes, they will. Um, or during Christmas time you take a gift and you wrap scene, it. You know, you wrap, you wrap something. Or like if you're gift. making food and you got leftovers, you take some saran wrap. Saran wrap and wrap it up. Yeah. Right. Or, or like if you're trying to like like talk to someone, like get some some improv going, you say let's wrap, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, you know what? Why don't we just take this snake and let it wrap wrap around us and see what happens? Yeah. Right. Anyhow, um, for the next group of albums we're going to do, we're going to recommend a rap album for yes, the other to uh, listen to. Rap slash hip-hop, I would say. Yes, okay, fair enough. Because I think the album I'm going to recommend is more hip-hop. Well. Or more rap. What are you going to recommend for me? Um, I'm going to recommend a, a a Minnesota artist, a local local Minnesota rapper. Oh. Um, his name is Brother Ali, and I believe he is an albino blind Jewish man. That is a I very believe, unique... I believe that is um, who he is. That's very unique. I'll say yeah. that. Um, and the album I'm going to recommend from you for you came out in 2012, and it's called Morning in America and Dreaming in Color. Okay. Um, morning spelled M-O-U-R-I-N-G instead of M-O-R-N-I-N-G. Oh, like Alkaline so Trio's morning. album. Good morning. <laughs> yeah. This album came out in 2012... Um, and I'm actually going to recommend the deluxe version for you, because that's the one that I have listened to. Okay. And it's a little bit longer, but I think it'll, it'll be worth it. Fair enough. So. I'm going to do a curveball with you right now, and I'm going to go with um, three of my favorite rappers. 
Not just one. Okay. Ad Rock, MCA, and Mike D. Okay. I'm going to recommend To the Five Burrows by the Beastie Boys. Nice. I'm excited to listen to that. Um, it's one of their the later releases in their catalog. I believe it came out in 2004. And it's when they started um, rapping about more social issues, more political issues. Okay. Well, these two albums are going to be right in line. Interesting. Because okay, this good, is a, a very much social commentary. Yeah. Is what I would say. Not every song, but... But definitely some of them. A lot there. of them, though, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited about this because I started listening to Brother Ali maybe a year ago. And did you start listening because he was a Minnesota rapper? Uh, well, I've heard, I heard him on The Current, uh, which is a local Minnesota station. Mm-hmm. Um, 89 through The Current. Do you think you, they would have played him if he wasn't from Minnesota? Um, yeah, probably. Okay. They play a lot of, uh, less known artists. Fair enough. Um, see, I could have taken the route. Good. I like him. I could have taken the route and given you a Pittsburgh rapper. Like Wiz well, who Khalifa, would that be? Wiz Khalifa or yeah. Mac Miller. Yeah, but I, I'm not as well versed with their stuff, so yeah. I didn't want to recommend something I don't. I'm not super familiar with. Um, like I know the big songs, but I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. We're broadening our horizons, I guess. One of the best things to do. Yep. Broaden those horizons. Uh, why don't we give a little last review of these brews, and sign off? Question. Maybe have an answer. Do you like to drink the mule, like that? Uh, Mos- the the mule? Moscow mule. Yeah. Do you know what a mule is? It's a type of donkey, horse, and a donkey together, right? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Why do you say that? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna try to do a Shrek joke, but I can't. <laughs> I had a really good punchline in my head. We've come full circle back to Shrek. I, I had a really good punchline in my head, and it just didn't work. What was the punchline? I don't remember now. I like I was gonna come to just saying like, when the when the donkeys. I keep coming, you just tell them, why don't you get away from me? <laughs> but I couldn't figure out a way to, like, bring that up. Do <laughs> so you like the mule, the drink? What a terrible way are, to are, try and have a joke come out. What is the mule? It's like a donkey, right? The donkey and why the horse. Why don't you get away from me, donkey? And I was going to try to band of horses because of a horse. Oh, okay, yeah. It just didn't work. It didn't work out, man. That joke uh, had a lot of layers. Just like onions. Just like onions. <laughs> Remember Lord Farquaad? Farquaad. Is that the little... He's like the little short king in that movie? Played by uh, John by, Lithgow. Yeah. Oh, what a great actor. Such a funny character. Uh, he's so tiny. Yeah. That's such a good movie. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Uh, what does it say? Show me the most beautiful princess of them all or something like that. And then it shows Shrek's face saying, Why don't you get away from me, donkey? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, we grass. Anyway. Let's, so... Uh, last this, thoughts on our beer? Uh, this beer... Uh, from Mantra has gotten better as it's, as it's gotten warmer. What's changed about it? Like, did the, any flavors kind of come out that weren't there before? Um, I wouldn't say that new flavors have appeared. I would say that the flavors that were already there are more pronounced now. Uh, I'd say the same about this. So um, the mellow, dark fruit flavor is, like, in the front forefront now. Okay, fair enough. As were before, the uh, kind of bitter, smoky malts mm-hmm. were front front. We're in the front when it was colder, but as it's gotten warmer, the dark fruit sweetness has come. Do you still have the barrel aging on the tail end of the, the flavor? I honestly never flavor. had that. I mean, my I first think, taste, I, I had a little bit of wood flavor in my like the back of my throat after sipping on it. What I think the barrel aging has done is, you know, like an old English style ale, um, is kind of more lighter. Yeah. In general, I think the barrel aging gave it, it beef this, it up a little. Yeah, it gave it this beefy texture to it. Yeah, and we don't mean like. Cow beef. Yeah, like beefy as in like yeah. big. As far as this beer goes, I'd say the hops kind of came out a little bit more. Okay. Whereas before it was just the bitterness that you'd get from a grapefruit, I'd say the hop bitterness is coming forward now. Huh. It's nice. nice. I like it a lot. Um, I would definitely get this beer again. It's I, really tasty. I want to wait until they have a different version of the Molotov Surprise with yeah. the, the next fruit surprise. Even yes. though you can look in the bottom of the can and cheat and figure out what it is. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, give the magic key phrase and sign off. After Sounds we good. finish these brews. Shibbidi-bidi-bidoo! Very tasty. Very, very good. Very tasty. Once again, my name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight, or today, or morning, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, we truly appreciate everybody who tunes in. And like we always say on Brews and Tunes, it's great today, but it's better tomorrow. What? I don't know, I'm trying to invent catchphrases. It's 
what'd you say though? It's great today, but better tomorrow. May it be a great day, and to a better morrow. Cheers to a better morrow, my friends. Yes. I bid you a better morrow, sir. Uh, who's there? Who's there? Uh, hey, it's old man Russ. Oh, uh, hey, old man Russ. Why don't you hop slam my palm and high five it? All righty. Oh, wow, what a great high five. I was trying to go a little easy because they didn't want to break your frail little palm wrist. <laughs> yes, I believe that in my old age, my wrist has gotten much, much weaker. It's so... because it's covered in rust, old man rust. Oh, my, you're right. I can see it now. Of course I'm right. Now, hurry along and leave, please. Okay, sounds good, sonnies. Until next week, old man rust. Thanks for having me on your, uh... On your uh, poo cast, what's this called? It's a podcast, old man Russ. Podcast. A podcast? It's what? like a radio show on the internet, but it's free. What's the radio, son? I don't know what that is. Oh, old man <laughs> Russ, you silly. Get is, your get your dimple-loving face out of here. It's the podcast. What you doing? Go, a boat old is man broken. Russ. Go, no. Get, old man Russ, go eat, get, have your prune juice, and get out of here. Oh, my. That does sound like a good idea. My yes. bowels have been stopped up as of late, so. Well, that's right. TMI, old man Russ. It's I bid you a better morrow. Okay, sounds good, sonny. All right, Bye. goodbye. Man, old man Russ just lingers. What an obtrusive gentleman. Man, he lingers. All right, anyways, um, thanks again for joining us. This is American Brews and Tunes. Peace. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibby.